Hi everybody. If you don't know me, my name is Sarah and we are currently as a church looking at fruitfulness. So I thought today I would bring you outdoors to have a look in the hedgerows that are just near my house. Um, I'm just going to turn the camera around and show you some of the lovely things that we've got here. So as you can see, we've got some beautiful hawberries and then a bit further down, we've got some lovely blackberries. And we'll just go on a little tour down here and I will show you the elderberries. Lots of beautiful things right on our doorstep. Now we're going to head for my kitchen to see what happens next. So we are now back in my kitchen and here is some of the produce that I have made with things that we got from the hedgerow. So I've got some jam and some chutney um, and I've also got some damson gin and I foraged those damsons from a different hedgerow and then I've got my little hawberries which I'm going to pick a few more and I'm going to make some hawberry ketchup good with a bacon sandwich so you might think why am I showing you all of the stuff that I've made well all of this will last us well into the spring and probably beyond and the reason I'm showing it you is that today I want to talk about lasting fruit. And we're going to start in John 15 verses 16 to 17. And I'm reading from the Amplified Bible because it's particularly good. You have not chosen me, but I have chosen you. And I have appointed and placed and purposefully planted you so that you would go and bear fruit and keep on bearing and that your fruit will remain and be lasting. So that whatever you ask of the Father in my name, as my representative, he may give to you. This is what I command you, that you love and unselfishly seek the best for one another. So the first thing is that we are destined to bear fruit. We need to look for the fruit in our life so that we, we can guarantee that the fruit's there because the Bible promises that it is. And fruit is what we get when we are established in the vine as one of the branches. Now, this passage in John 15 is brilliant. In this season, when we're talking about fruitfulness, I highly recommend reading this passage. It is where Jesus is talking to the disciples and it's all about the vine and the branches. And for me, I'm just going to stay in that passage for a while during this season. I'm just, just picking out the, the nuggets that are in there. It's, it's a wonderful passage. And if you don't think that you're fruitful, then go back to the vine. Go back to the word. Go back to Jesus. Go back to the basics and just see what you find. Earlier in the passage, it says in verse five, I am the vine. You are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. And again, that's Jesus talking to the disciples. Now, the fruit that I found in the hedgerows was freely available. It's close by. And we need to look at what we have in our hands. We are destined to bear fruit. So look for the fruit that God has appointed for you. Let's look at where we are. 
the fruit starts with what's in us. Trevor Lloyd talked about fruitfulness of the soul and Trevor Schotter talked about us being a fertile ground. So it starts with what's within us. And then let's look at what's around us. What's in our hands? What's in our circumstances? What's in our jobs? What's in our neighbourhood? What's in our homes? You may not see it at first, but the fruit is there. Just like the fruit was freely available for me to find just in the area around my house. Look around and find what fruit God has appointed for you. But how do we make the fruit last? How do we make it count? All of this produce was not that difficult to make, but it did need something to make it happen. It didn't need a lot of skill, but what it needed was patience. Patience to prepare the fruit, to pick it over, to sort it through. It took time, time to gather the fruit, to cook it to just the right setting point, time to just make sure it was all done correctly. And it took care, care not to burn it, care not to waste any of it, um, care to sterilise the jars, care to label them. And it took love. I always think when I'm making these things about who I'm going to give them to, who I'm going to share them with, what occasions we're going to eat them on. And it's all about the love. That's just a jar of something. But it's the love of making it and being able to eat it and enjoy it with other people that makes it special. Now, the word instant is rarely followed by anything good. Instant noodles, instant mash, instant porridge. But the words mature, vintage, aged, usually followed by something brilliant. Mature cheddar, vintage wine, aged beef. So the first thing is that we need to be patient. We need to be patient with ourselves. We need to be patient with God. And we need to be patient with the process of bearing fruit, the process of developing a fertile place for the seed to fall. We just need to have patience. And then we need to take time. If the fruit's going to last, we need to take time for ourselves, time with God and time for other people. And then we need to take care. We need to take care of ourselves. We need to look after ourselves physically mentally, spiritually. We need to feed ourselves well and we need to take care of others. We need to be watchful. We need to look out for the fruit and take care of it. And then we need to love. We need to love and be loved. In verse 17 of this passage in John 15, Jesus says, this is my command, love each other. And so much of this passage is inextricably linked to love. Fruitfulness and love go hand in hand. And in Colossians 3, it says, put on love. I always think that when I'm making something, the love that I put into it makes it taste just that little bit better. Now, there are two stories in the Bible of where Jesus tells the disciples to cast out their nets to get a miraculous catch of fish. The first one is in Luke 5. I'm not going to read it today because we haven't got time, but you can go and read these stories. They're brilliant. The first is in Luke 5, and it is when Jesus is calling the disciples. 
And Peter's reaction when he meets Jesus for the first time is, go away from me, Lord, I am a sinful man. And the second occasion where Jesus tells the disciples to cast out their nets to get a miraculous catch is in John 21. It's a brilliant passage about um, after Jesus' resurrection when he's on the beach and he's cooking breakfast for the disciples. And um, the disciples have been out all night and they haven't caught anything. And Jesus tells them to cast the nets again. Um, But at the time, the disciples don't know who Jesus is. And John says to Peter, that's pretty sure that's Jesus. And when Peter recognises who Jesus is, he throws on his cloak, he dives into the water and he runs to Jesus. He cannot get there fast enough. What a difference. What a difference from get away from me, I'm sinful, to oh my goodness, there is my friend, I'm going to run to him. Now Peter was part of Jesus' lasting fruit. But what was it that took Peter from perceiving himself as a sinful man to being a friend of Jesus? It was patience and time and care and love. Boy, did Jesus have to be patient with those disciples. They missed it so many times. He didn't have that much time with them, probably a couple of years or so. Um, But the time he had, he he made time for his disciples. He made time to sow into them, to make sure that what he put into them was lasting fruit. He took care of them. He made sure they were okay. He made sure they understood. In this passage in John 15, this is all part of Jesus preparing his disciples for when he's going to leave them. And Uh, following the passage in John 15 is where Jesus tells the disciples about the Holy Spirit and he's taking care to make sure that they understand what's coming and what's going to happen. And of course, his love for them is unconditional. Gosh, does he have to love them? The Bible says love covers a multitude of sins. Jesus had to love them through so many different circumstances, through so many disappointments. Um, But Jesus just kept on loving, kept on loving. Now, we know from that passage in John 15 that we are destined to bear lasting fruit. It's what Jesus tells us. It's a promise that he gives us that if we remain in him, we will bear fruit and fruit that will last. How will we do that? We go back to the vine. We always go back to Jesus. How will our fruit last? We have to be patient We have to take time, we have to take care and we have to put on love and our fruit will last us right through the winter, well into the spring and beyond.